I don't usually say this, but I'm too old for you. <laughs> How old was the oldest woman you went out with? I'm trying to give you a chance, Bobby. You mean you went out with or? Hey, who you hooked up with? I'm sorry. Come on, fess up. Y'all gonna be mad at me. She was. Oh, okay. Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Retirement House Podcast. The only podcast with 450 years of collected wisdom and expertise. <laughs> and we have a very special guest for you today. At just 20 years old, this rapper has had his music streamed several billion times. He has a library named after him. Everyone, welcome NLE Chopper. Thank you. Thank you for having yay. me. Yay! Yay, yay, yay. Live in the flesh. I hate to get too political with this first question, okay. but who's in your dream blunt rotation? Oh, dream blunt rotation. I don't smoke anymore, but... Good for you. If I, if I was to hit a blunt with someone, I think everybody knows this answer. And that's Snoop Dogg. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, Snoop be Snoop Doggy Dogg. Dog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I did, I, I smoked with Wiz Khalifa before, so that was like a step. And also Tupac. Oh, okay. oh, you know what? You bring up guys that I, uh, I was a limo driver. Oh, and uh, uh, I used to pick Snoop up to go to the airport. And we were in a passenger van, and he would light up one of those big blunts, and he would fog up every, and it was, you know, he lived way out there, <laughs> off the tin, and it would be, I couldn't see. <laughs> and he would go, he would wait till we get to the turn, he'd go, bust a left right here, Pops. <laughs> 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 Yo, I'm over at giving directions myself. I'm the same way. God, man, I tell you. So, where are you from? I am from Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, East Memphis to be exact. Mm -hmm. You got a Memphis sound or an LA sound or a New York sound or? Um, I think it's like a mixture of Memphis and just everything else. I guess. Um, I'm not really the typical Memphis sound, but um, I can, I can. I can get in different pockets. I'm versatile. All yeah. right. Mm -hmm. I understand there's a library uh, named after you. What's the story behind that? Um, so in, in my city, I create like a reading challenge for the kids. Oh, that's great. Um, I try to do things positive outside of, you know, um, music because I feel like the statistic of rappers is that we don't do a lot of things positive. So I try to feed into a great narrative to leave behind. So um, I started like a reading challenge with a with a school that was failing. And um, now they're a reward school, which means they're one of the top schools in the city now. So right on. Yeah. Oh, that's great. wonderful. What made you get into this being a rapper. Just finding my purpose within life, you know. I feel like music was just the door to open many other doors to be able to live in a, in a, in a um, purpose, live in my purpose. So I feel like my purpose here is to help and heal, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like music opened up that door for me to do it. That's a great, that's a great philosophy. Thank you, thank you. What was the transition like from... Uh uh, you know, to start them. Yeah, it kind of worked like that. Um, so I was writing this song called Shadow Flow. It was my first breakout hit. 
Um, I remember the pressure I was under writing it. Like, I was writing it in my room. I had the speakers loud. My sister, she was banging on the door, <laughs> turn the music down and stuff like that. So it was that. And then um, me trying to, like, put the money together to make sure I could have a studio session and um, the money together to shoot the video, like, the following, like, a few days afterwards. So um, my account was, like, in a negative when I got done paying for everything, you know, the, I think the highest thing was my outfit, and I rarely wore it. I didn't even wear the shirt or the jacket. Wow. Like, I was just in my tank top. So it was a waste, and it kind of broke my pockets, but um, I invested in myself, and now yeah. I, I, I made that back times a million, I guess. So. Well, speaking of that, uh, when you have your music played, how does that, that translates into a lot of money, doesn't it? Yeah, that translates into a lot. Um, I, I don't know an exact number, but um, it's, it's a big number. I think just this year, no, I think from since I've blown up to now, I've translated over like six billion total streams in four years. So I feel like this is kind of a huge accomplishment, you know? <laughs> kinda? That <laughs> you can Thank take kinda out of that. <laughs> that now, you, you wrote your first song and it became a hit. Are you considering yourself a songwriter, a rap writer? Or? Um, I write a lot of my music. Um, every the all of the plaques I have has been, you know, me writing or either freestyling it. So yeah, um, I'm actually trying to get into writing music for other people as well because I can even I've, I've realized I can write for every emotion that people feel because I'm very in tune with my feelings. I even wrote a song for a female before, which was kind of like outside of my comfort zone, but um, I still did it, so. What are some of the goals that you want to achieve that you haven't yet? My goals for this upcoming year is um, multiple number one albums on Billboard, um, multiple number one singles, singles that just dominate the Billboard, so like, I think it's like the top 10. I want to at least have every song in the top 10 when I release a project or something. And um, Grammys, of course. I want a few Grammys. And then after that, I feel like I could focus on getting the Oscars then, hit the big screen with the yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah. So I, I right, right for the movies, yeah, yeah. Right on. You could invite all of us to join you. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Now you said you can feel every emotion. You're 20 years old. How many emotions <laughs> can you have felt at 20? I mean, love and hate, I guess. And Oh, you know, love, hate. And, you know, of course, I feel like the primarily, the primary feeling is like a, um, a youngster or like a teenager is a lot of people deal with depression and anxiety because they're still trying to find who they are or, you know, what they want to do out of life at that young age. And some people never find out what they want out of life until they're like 30 or, you know, and they, that's when they probably realize or late 20s. Um, I kind of found it, found it early. And um, I, I was fortunate enough to blow up at 16, but still at 16, um, it was like a kid getting grown man responsibilities. So it was also still kind of hard. But now I've learned to juggle and balance everything and, who are some of your mentors? Because I'm sure you didn't discover it all on your own. <laughs> my mentor it has to start with my parents, my mom, my pops. Um, and even, I feel like it's just those two, honestly. And myself. And God. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned earlier that you stopped smoking, which is great. But what inspired this change to your healthy lifestyle? I was at my lows. You know, I was at a point in my life where I felt I needed change. And um, within that process... 
um, I had said this prayer one night. It was very, very strong and powerful. And the next day, um, meditation was brought to me the very next day. And after I embarked on meditation, my intuition got so sharp. The next thing I did was change my diet. And then the next thing after that, I changed the people I hung around. And then the next thing after that, I changed drug consumption and got it to a zero. So I just embarked a path of what was needed instead of the things I wanted. Because I had everything I wanted, but nothing I needed. Very well said. Were your parents religious? Um, or are they religious? We're religious. Well, my parents were religious, but we're not like a church-heavy family. But um, we they, we grew up on Christianity. But now I'm just like I don't really claim a religion. I just simply believe in God, prayer, and faith. So um, within that, I feel like I have a strong relationship with Him, and He lives within me every day. So you know, I taught yoga and meditation for a decade, and I discovered Deepak Chopra. Yeah, and um, I was just curious about that particular turn, whether psychedelics helped you with that, psychedelics didn't help you, how you met him and what he's meant to you. Deepak was just a, a graceful, peaceful, just relaxed and calm energy. You know, I don't even call him a person. I feel like he's just an energy. So um, meeting him was truly one of, was like one of those experiences. I um, kept asking him for tips on meditation or whatnot. And he was just looking at me. He was like, you got it. Like, he was looking at um, the way when we meditated together, He, I guess he was looking. He was like, yo, he already know how to do it. But I didn't think he really knew that I kind of already was on that journey of trying to get into it. Psychedelics didn't spark it because I started out just simply just being in tune with my breathing, you know, just wanting to learn that. And I was too scared of psychedelics at that time. But um, along the journey, I've I've done some shrooms before, and that's about it. But um, other than that, yeah. You know, when I did psychedelics, it just totally opened up the universe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and after about two trips, I suddenly said, "Wow, it isn't LSD. It's me. It's you. You discover your own soul. Has it felt like that to you?" Yes, I've been on plenty of journeys um, that psychedelics embarked me on. And um, like one journey I went to recently, I went to a woman's womb. So um, it took me to the womb, I guess, because it wanted me to witness what the heaven state was. I feel like um, it's deep because people don't understand that when you're in a woman's womb, that's where God is literally shaping who you are at. So it's important like that women are as healthy as they as they can be or have a great pregnancy because the, the womb is heaven and that's where God is making you and creating and forming you. And um the the womb when I felt it, when I, it's like more so not what I saw or what I heard, it's like what I felt. And when I felt when I went there was comfort, peace, unconditional love. Um and it just felt something more like the feeling was more um, unique than, I'm sorry to say it, but I say an orgasm. I feel like that's like what people feel like the top of a feeling that a human can have, but it was better than that. So that's just how I kind of word it. <laughs> you, Thank you. You're talking to a group who've long, well, never mind. <laughs> Speak for <Wait>. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was watching you this morning on another podcast mm-hmm. with Breakfast Club. Yes, ma'am. What you just said reminded me of what you were talking about on there, about how you can have an orgasm without ejaculation. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was a little astounded at that. I ain't that old. (laughs) (laughs) I need some explanation on that definition of ejaculation without orgasm. So so, um, I do something called semen retention because... I feel like first and foremost, your semen is your life force. Um, it's, your semen is so powerful that you can create a whole another being. I feel like we're taught that when we're having sexual relations or we're, we're taught to release, but we haven't been taught of the benefits of when you hold it in. So um, the benefits of it, when you release a nut, I mean, I don't even know. <laughs> When you, when you bleep ejaculate. that out. Just bleep that yeah. out. That's, 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 that's you, plain speaking. When you ejaculate, the power, the the power, the willpower, it comes from the sacral chakra. So you you ejaculate, boom, and then it's kind of like men get tired. I know you. Everybody's have it. Went through it. You kind of feel tired. Well, that's because your ejaculation is equivalent to running like five to ten miles. So with that energy that you have, you could do so much more with it, which is keeping it within you. And once you do it in a semen retention route, before you get to that point, you kind of breathe a certain way and you do something and it kind of goes back in the bladder and distributes out through the bloodstream. And, um, it has benefits like boosting immunity, energy, self-control, discipline is one of the biggest because who would want to stop themselves from coming? You know, <laughs> so imagine the, self, the self-control you would gain after one of the best feelings you can have physically, but you're controlling and it's stopping it. <laughs> Well, you know, you, you, you. this morning when we were talking about all of this, I tried to explain Tantra Yoga because that's exactly yeah. what Tantra Yoga is. It's it's going to that place of extraordinary love and and beautiful power and just holding that within for as long as you can stay in that in that wonderful dream. Since you, you've got me excited now. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. Can, can, you, can you give me any advice of how to pick up some girls? I don't know how to pick up some girls. I mean, nowadays, you just need money, I guess. So that's the easiest thing. Okay, you said that you love to play basketball. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you could dunk on anybody, living or dead, and it doesn't have to be a basketball player, who would you like to dunk on? Um, man, I love to dunk on Kobe Bryant. <laughs> um, Kobe was my favorite player, so just to be able to have an experience with him with basketball would be a beautiful one. So, yeah. you know, Kobe Bryant, I I, I want to dunk on him, and afterwards yeah. I let him dunk on me. So We share him. I like He was my favorite player also. My favorite. So what's coming up next for you? 2023 is a big year ahead of me. I'm just preparing for that, trying to detox the best way I can to be willing to receive blessings that God has to offer for me. Um, I've been fasting these last two months, three months leading into the year 2023. I got like two projects coming out, two to three. And um, I'm starting to top off the top of the year off with Cottonwood too. It's one of my projects. So um, my favorite part is being able to do wholesome things like this. Um, being able to be here with, with y'all or, you know, being able to be there with kids because I feel like it starts with the youth. And then it ends when you when you're older. So um, I feel like the start and the beginning of life 
it's also a good, it's always a good thing to nourish and um, take into consideration. You know, Absolutely. it's the balance. And I think it's great for us to talk to you, especially the conversation we just finished. Because who would have thought that you would be talking to grandmas and grandpas about such things? See, you can talk to one another. It's possible. And speaking of children, we understand you do have a daughter. Is that correct? Yeah, it's a beautiful daughter. How Extremely old is she? Beautiful. She's two. two. She's two. You know, one of the things that Mabel my character in Retirement House really loves is saying that when Mother Nature speaks, Mabel listens. And I really wanted to ask you whether you're helping the young people to really get involved with Mother Nature and our planet and our beautiful home, to just know from the smallest little thing to the biggest thing that we need to take care of this planet. Are you doing some of those things? Yes, I do a lot of it. Um, just the simplest thing of just telling people to go outside and just put their feet in the grass to ground themselves. Um, just by doing simple things of just telling people to speak positive into the light, um, be around plants, be around trees, be around greenery, because at the end of the day, it's life. Um, I do a lot of things of that nature. Uh, like from tweets to even leading by example and showing videos of me doing certain things. So I for sure take heed in that aspect of life because it's what helped me find a lot of peace. It's what helped me find um, myself grounded, um, literally grounded with earth and um, just something that keeps me humble as well. I'm thrilled to hear that. You're an incredible young man. Thank you so much. She's the biggest flirt in the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you are. I'm very impressed at how articulate you are and what wonderful ideas you have and how you've instituted them into your life Thank and the lives of everyone around you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Do you use crystals at all when you're making music? I don't use crystals when I'm making music, but I do use crystals. Like, crystals are a part of, like, just my life in general. Um, I tend to use a lot of sage and palo santo because um, I put intent on it before I burn it, whether I'm telling it that I'm a hit maker or this song is diamond or I'm clearing a room of energies. I use sage and palo santo a lot normally when I'm recording because the scent helps me to get at it like a relaxing type of state of mind. This new path that you're on or this new path that you're evolving into, um, how do you see yourself working that into the music? You said you want to write more. And do you see that finding its way into your music and that your audience is coming along with you? Yeah, that was the biggest thing because, like, um, I'm very, very ahead of my time. So, like, I'm already there mentally. But a lot of my fans are, aren't ready to understand that part of life yet. So I'm waiting for the right time to be able to implement what I do on a day-to-day -day basis or implement things that can help well-beings um, just in my music. And I do feel next year 
it's the time for it. Um, I've waited. I've teased it two years ago. Um, they kind of got the memo, and I kind of left it alone from uh, for a minute. And I ask for it every day now because I think people are starting to understand it. Right. So right. I know next year will be like a huge opportunity for me to like drop a lot of gems and music instead of just all right, club, 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 twerk, yeah. twerk, twerk. But that's how the whole game mm. is, you mm. know. And then you're coming out of it as this new light. And you've got to bring those people along with you. Yeah, for sure. And not that's leave sure behind. The, that's mm -hmm. for sure like the goal, you know, to be able to record music and make music and put it out to where people can hear it and um, mm -hmm. just feel like a breath of fresh air and not feel like they have to watch over their back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just music that, yeah. that, that'll be food for the brain, music right. that'll be food for the soul, right. you know? You, you've done so much for yourself both uh, physically, spiritually, got yourself in great shape, went back, as you said, to yourself who you are. But what are the most exciting things for you these days? Not 2023, but right now. Um, The journey, the present moment is exciting to me now. Um, I used to shame the journey. I used to say it's hard, and I used to... It used to be days I used to think things probably wouldn't get better, you know, but within this journey, I've learned that once you get to the top, if you didn't go through this journey, you will lose it all because what have you really been through? What are you grateful for? What are you showing gratitude for if you didn't appreciate the journey? What's the top of the mountain without the climb? You know, um, what's, what's, what's the point? So now I'm in, a, I'm in a space to where I'm almost at the top of the mountain I'm climbing and I'm kind of just now realizing that the journey that I was going on was the most fun part because I learned myself. And it's okay to learn it late because as long as you don't get there and be like, damn, the journey was a fun part, but now I know and I'm still on the journey. You know, I'm realizing. We, we, we know that. We've learned it late, 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 late. <laughs> yeah. We're still here That's too. what mama meant when she yeah. said, don't wait till you get too old. <laughs> There's no climbing going on. <laughs> You know, I just want to say that I'm really proud of you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that wholeheartedly. Thank you. Boy, I've never seen her so philosophical. She's waxed philosophical today. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you. Oh, God. It's call, yeah. it's call and response. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Now, I heard you speak also on the podcast about your darker days and you might have even considered harming yourself. Yes. Right. What would you say to that 16 or 15-year-old out there that's feeling depressed and life isn't worth living? Man, dark days don't be dark forever. You know, the sun has to shine. I tell people a lot, a lot, just embrace the hard times. And that's what, that's what it leads to, the good ones. You know, find ways to cope with the dark days and the hard times without, you know, using substance abuse or just learning emotions because the stress that God put unto you is what makes you stronger. The things that, the test that God put in, for, in front of you is for you to gain strength because whatever, wherever you want to be in life, he won't give it to you if you're not strong enough to hold on to it or handle it. You know, why would he give it to us if we can't? So he puts you through those dark days. He puts you at your worst. He puts you at your lows to see will you be able to handle that for the big things that he got planned. And once he give you that, it's about how you gonna handle it then. So things just keep, you know, history repeats. So as it gets good, you know, as God works more for you, the devil also works a lot for you as well. 
So you had to be on P's and Q's about that. <laughs> so if you don't, if you don't embark on a journey of just those dark days, if you don't keep your head up through that, um, you will slip, you will fail. But hopefully that's not the case. You got to stay up. Praise God. That was laced with the word. That's good. Do you ever plan on finding a good woman to share your life with? Oh, here she goes. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I found you. I found one. Right <laughs> no, how- you got one, buddy. You got one. <laughs> you know, I I don't usually say this, but I'm too old for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's admitted. She finally caught the car. Do not tell the world got it on that. Tape, yeah. we'll, we'll see, though. How old was the oldest woman you went out with? I'm trying to give you a chance, Bobby. You mean you went out with or? <laughs> that you, yeah, they, who you hooked up with. I'm sorry. You hooked up with. Yo, well, see. let's ask both questions. Okay, yeah. How old was, was he? Come on, fess up. Y'all going to be mad at me. Y'all may be like, wow. He's going to say something like 21 or something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 41? She was 46. Oh! oh okay. Sorry, Bobby. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And okay. you've been a what all your life? A cougar. A cougar. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're sitting in a room with these hot old ladies. <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Hot old yes. ladies. Oh, God, what an okay. admission. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you still have fun. We still have fun. Yeah, right we're we're got, still alive. We got to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier you mentioned your acting career. Yes. <laughs> Have you started on that journey yet? I feel like the type of person I am, I'm able to tap in into a lot of moods. I feel like where we come from, we go through everything. So we have to be able to tap into any mood, any role, because we've been through it all. So with that being said, I feel like, yes, I have. Um, I've done scripts. I've um, even been in like cameo for some movies or for some TV shows. So I've kind of had my footsteps in it, got my feet wet. But now I'm ready to go like all the way with it, you know? Really? Don't you want to come and visit us in Retirement House? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Every Thursday. <laughs> yes, Every Thursday. We're good. here. Yes. If you're in town, drop by. Yeah, gotcha. no kidding. Got your feet wet in the acting thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Do you have any special material that you have chosen to get your feet wet in? I want to bring back, like, the old school feel of movies. Um, wow. Like, like, the, like, the, like the Boys in the Hood or, like, the Menace to Societies. Like classic oh, films, I like things. Oh, I believe he said that. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I want to do. Um, bring the movies back that shows like a real reflection of what my culture, um, and where I'm from, where I'm from, what we go through on a day to day basis, and make it as raw as I can, but also shed light to how we can improve it. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hey, you wouldn't believe it, but I got a script. <laughs> <laughs> And I think we've heard every word of it. But so along those lines, so how is it um, having your mom as your manager? Um, it's a beautiful thing, you know. You able to trust someone with pretty much everything, and um, you have someone around that's not that you know won't sugarcoat or tell you nothing wrong. You know, mm. it's always gonna be for that's your best mama. interest. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you're lucky. There's a lot of wolves. Very out there. lucky. Yeah, I, I uh, especially like. I this is drive driving experiences. Limo driving. I drove Destiny Child for two weeks, 
And I'm sitting at home watching television and they are performing on some show. And I call my wife. I go, I know that woman right there. I know that. And my wife's like, you don't know Beyonce? Her name is <laughs> changed now to Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but her mother, the whole, the whole point of it is her mother was hands-on. Mm -hmm. She was hands-on. Because you know how Beyonce looked. And, uh, you know, I guess there might have been fellas hanging around. I don't know what was going on. But she, she would pull her to the side and talk to her. And she wouldn't leave. She'd walk away with her face, her face all wrinkled up. But I'm sure she's just like you, very appreciative now. Yeah, for sure. Right you on. mentioned your journey going forward. So what does drive you every day? What are you doing all this for? Um, just doing all this to, to help. You know, just to get, be able to um, say that I changed the world when I met a, when I'm able to lay down, and you know, when I know it's all said and done, just to be able to look back and say I've lived a life of purpose and I've done what I'm supposed to come here to do, mm -hmm. and um, that's just by serving the grace of God. So that's the purpose of it. That's great. You found your purpose. That's great. Yes. What do your friends call you? Is it Chapa or NLE or? Uh, call me Bryson. Bryson. Bryce, right. Mm -hmm. oh, that's and what, a nice what name. does the NLE, uh, maybe a dumb question, but what's the NLE? Oh, so NLE stands for No Love Entertainment. Oh, that's the name of your, your my uh, brand and my label. Your brand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. See, my research didn't take me there. Yeah. <laughs> Get the research department on the phone. Are those your eyelashes? <laughs> yeah, yo, everybody say I have long eyelashes. Uh, everyone says it. Me and my brother. You have great eyelashes. <laughs> right? I it. hope your daughter get, has them. Yeah, <laughs> she she does. She does, actually. You know, they always say that the men have long eyelashes and then the women want the men eyelashes. I exactly. <laughs> I don't know why it's I, like that. Boy, I got left out there. <laughs> I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> we well, thank you for your time and coming here. And I can say, though I'm not a big rapper fan and don't know all the names of the rappers, you've given me hope for the new generation. Thank you so Thank much. You. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Much. And um, on behalf of Suge Knight and Death Row, no, I'm joking. LL Cool J, go back yeah. way back. <laughs> you know, I think this really would be a really good podcast to say we were just at the streamies and I had a deep epiphany at while we were there and that that was that the youth that's coming up behind us are really in great shape. Not everybody, yes. but enough that it may turn it all around. Thank it's you. a lot of positive. A lot of positive. Oh, I you agree. You talking about the, where the streamers were? Yeah. Even the way that, um, that streamers are being, being like very popularized. Um, I feel like it's just one avenue to make someone put a gun down and pick a camera up. There you go. Yeah. So that's the way yeah. I look at a lot yeah. of things. So wow. Did that's you know insane. that we got nominated? Yeah, we got nominated yeah. We were there. for Life yeah. and we got to go to Right, the we were all there. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, our, our directors pick up guns to make us do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know. Yeah. Or to get I, get rid of us at yeah, the end rid of, of the day. Yeah. <laughs> what did we put down, though? <laughs> I, I but I like that phrase. I sat there all night almost crying with joy when I saw the kind of creativity that, that everyone is into these days. Everyone that age. I mean, the whole room and the, the, 
way that they all gathered. There were fat bodies and thin bodies and all colors of skin. And it really moved me. It really mm, yeah, moved me deeply. Yeah. Well, somebody's uh, chirping in my ear. They can't miss him. We got to go. Uh, so I hate to cut uh, you off, me. <laughs> we got to go. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. NLE so Chopper. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right.